Welcome back to another episode of the Adrian Bow podcast featuring Troy Malcolm, episode number 120. AB, um, looking sharp as always. Congratulations on episode 120. I like the round numbers, Bowie. I definitely like the round numbers because they're easier for me to remember, but they're also yeah. easier to think, right, we're at 120. How long is it till we get to 150? And my basic auctioneer math is there's 30 episodes till we hit 150 episodes. Depending the on the increments, right? Depending on the increments. I'm always going to yeah. pitch high as well. I'm going to pitch yeah. high on the increments. But Bowie, uh, I look forward to this every single uh, week. I know that you and I speak multiple times a week, and this is our one um, chance that we get to speak to our audience. Um Adrian, the numbers are very humbling. We are so proud of what we're yep. doing here in regards to the people that are messaging in and writing us comments on all social media platforms just to let us know that the stuff that you are passing on with all of your experience, the insights that you and I provide are actually making a difference out there. And that's honestly, to be honest, that's why we do it. We, we want to add value. We want to create momentum out there. We want to give real-life examples from people that are actively out there in the business. Adrian, you are still listing and selling. You're running an EBU, an extremely effective EBU. You're running a franchise business. You're an auctioneer. I'm auctioneering throughout uh, most of New South Wales, and I just think that when you think about people that you want to contribute to and help, it's the people out there that are listening to this podcast. Um, obviously, we, we know you're listening. We know you're giving that feedback. So uh, as we move into the Christmas period, uh, on behalf of both of us, just to all our listeners, thank you so much for your continued support. Thank you for your messages. Uh, Adrian, I know we've got a number of questions that we're going to cover off uh, as we wrap up Christmas. We've dedicated the next couple of episodes to doing that over the next couple of weeks. But Today's episode, episode number 120, we wanted to use a real life example. And you text me this very early this morning. I think you woke up at about 3.15, uh, your standard wake yep. up time before you, started, before you started doing all of your key activities before you get into the office. But you said to me in a text, and I'm just going to open it up and I'm going to set the scene and then I'm going to pass over to you. But uh, your info that you sent through, there was an auction last night at 6pm. You were the auctioneer and business partner was the selling agent. Uh, we had 11 registered parties with a reserve of 1.1 and the property actually eventually sold for 1.43. So to give the backdrop uh, of what the on-site auction looked like, however, the learning was the preparation and profile that this produced for the event. So Adrian, painting yeah. that picture, very successful yeah. result in many eyes, um, yeah. well and truly over the owner's wildest expectations um, I'm going to hand over to you now just to make sure that everyone that's on this and, and what I would recommend to everyone listening to this, grab a blank sheet of paper as I have, blank sheet of paper yep. and write some notes because Adrian's going to give us a step-by-step -step playbook on how to run a really successful auction. So AB, yep. over to you. Thanks, Troy. Well, look, really what this auction last night was triggered some thoughts in my mind and first uh, thought that was triggered was coming in objectively as the auctioneer who wasn't involved in the campaign because, as you know, Troy, most of the auctions I call, I'm acting as the agent or at least my team is as well. So coming in fresh as the auctioneer quite objectively and walking in and seeing 11 registered parties, seeing a very seamless and smooth registration process, 
um, watching everyone uh, then uh, walk downstairs and get prepared for the auction. Um, the agent introducing me to the vendor, talking about a summary of what they discussed during the week about possible scenarios. So, you know, refreshing the auctioneer's um, strategy around potential scenarios, uh, reiterating the reserve price, making the owners feel very comfortable, uh, acting as a trusted advisor, you know, providing that degree of gravitas and confidence. Um, I just found it a, a terrific uh, um, a point of difference in terms of the preparation leading up to that particular point. And what I also realised is that the buyer work leading up to that must have been best practice or gold standard because all the buyers were calm, all the gold buyers were prepared, um, you had 11 there, and this is not for a deceased to stay, you know, $2.5 million house in Ramwick, which you'd have a lot of interest. This is just for a two-bedroom, unrenovated unit in Coogee with no parking, you know. Not that I'm trying to dilute the importance of that, but, you know, you wouldn't expect as, as much interest there. Um, and preparation to me was the trigger point suggesting, you know what, preparation is free. It didn't cost Michael my business partner and the agent for that property anything to prepare appropriately for that auction what i mean by that um he didn't have to spend a huge amount of money on personal marketing if any um he he, he didn't need to uh do cold calling door knocking any of that all he needed to do was beautifully service every single buyer that had been through the campaign since day one um prepare them in relation to price and process, um, had to obviously manage the vendor's expectations in a market that is shifting. So a reserve price of 1.1 is still a lot for a two-bedroom unrenovated unit with no parking. Um, and despite it selling for more than that, that's less important. What was important, the fact that it was still a bullish reserve, uh, but the, the agent spoke very calmly to the owner saying, look, let's support that. Uh, I do feel that given the, the price guides we've been providing to buyers between 1 to 1.1, uh, I'm confident that we're in that range. If we get more, great. So, so preparation is free was, was the first point that came to my mind. And preparation was buyer work and, and, and vendor work. Okay, So that, that was a huge one to me. Then the other trigger for me, was it was six o'clock, first day of summer, uh, 200 metres from the beach. There must have been a crowd of 60 or 70 people there. Some were onlookers to the auction who strategically came. Some were registered buyers. And some, frankly, Troy, were people walking back from the beach because it was quite a warm day, having a swim and just thought they'd stop and have a bit of a look at the auction. Regardless... The preparation was also free for me as the um, head of sales in my business here was to distribute through the WhatsApp group that every business should have. So if you don't have a WhatsApp group for all your agents, then you're way behind. Um, was 48 hours ago was, hey, team, we've got an auction six o'clock um, um, on Wednesday. Uh, I think it's going to be a terrific cultural piece uh, if we walk our talk and actually not just say that we work as a team, but we demonstratively show that we are a team, okay? And what happened, Troy, was 
Everyone was there from property managers to sales agents to all directors of the business, name badges on, the brand flag flying, literally, the A-frame out. And out of these 60-odd people, there wasn't one person that one of our team members didn't know and was starting to interact with. And I was just looking back and thinking, wow, there is not a single number of marketing budget that you could allocate that could replicate that type of profile. You couldn't. You could come up with $50,000. It still wouldn't replicate that profile, which was cohesive team effort, supporting your agent, um, ingrained into the community, having conversations with people in their board shorts while you've got your name badge on, flag flying, um, you know, being professional. It was, you just couldn't put a dollar amount on that. And so that was the other trigger point for me, Troy, was, you know, the WhatsApp group led to this. Um, Then with that, you get a social media post. And then with the social media post, you get more profile. And that 60 people would have told another 60 people, you know, wow, that outfit, they were really professional. Everyone was there. The auction started on time. Um, You know, it was competitive. There was multiple bidding. Uh, there was there was you know probably eight to ten team members there you know uh, uh, mixing with the crowd. So that that for me was were, were good metaphors, if you like, about how we should run our entire real estate business. And that's just one vignette, if you like, or one little vertical being an auction. And not everyone you know does auctions. Some are private treaty, but that's less important. So it could be an open house. It could be a VIP showing. It could you know anything. So. I just feel that that was a really good trigger point for me to remind us how you don't need to prepare a huge amount and it costs you nothing and you don't need to spend an absolute fortune in marketing to build and and gain momentum and profile. Well, and that, Adrian, the other metaphor that comes straight to mind, and I know we've discussed it recently on the podcast, is even if it isn't an auction, if it isn't open for inspection or a VIP showing, as you said, you've got to have the mindset that it's your birthday. And so you're there, you're excited to see that individual and you're there to assist them. Not there just to take their name and number and say onto your own, to make sure that you're providing valuable insights and advice. Adrian, I absolutely love the fact as well. And I think about the power of three, every single person at that auction for you, those 60 people that were just interested onlookers, they will talk about a great experience in threes um, they will go home yeah. and they'll tell their spouse they may look at the social media post they may repost it they may like it they may be building in the back of their mind a summary of what their property may be valued at um, so yeah. really important i actually like as well and i don't know whether it was by design the fact that you did it as a midweek option at six o'clock when you knew that locals traditionally locals eastern beaches they will get home from work they will lose the suit, they will lose the tie, they will put their board shorts on, have a quick swim and walk back home. I don't know whether that was by design or it was just by perfect circumstance that those people are the ones that are going to be being your biggest advocates out there in the market. So from a strategy perspective, for everyone that's on this call, don't think the way real estate has been done over the years is the way that you need to continue to do it in regards to open for inspections, in regards to having multiple team members turn up to auctions, in regards to the time and the day of your auction, it doesn't really matter when those circumstances are there. That was a midweek auction, afternoon, six o'clock at night, 11 registered parties. Anyone that says that midweek auctions don't work, 
That's the prime example. Um, that could be Sunday for you in your market. That could be Saturday morning. That could be Saturday afternoon. I'm constantly surprised. I know that Tom Hector and Tom is a dear friend or a good friend of ours um, that we speak to a lot. He does Friday auctions. He does his auctions on Fridays because he knows that his interested parties, regardless of the time and the day of the auction, they will do their, they will turn up and they will bid. So for everyone out there, don't traditionally think that auctions have to be done at 10 o'clock on a Saturday when particularly this prime example, they don't. Uh, and what a great influence into the market. Sorry, Adrian, keep going. Oh, no, look, that, that were really the two trigger points for me and the two metaphors, if you like. And it's interesting that, Troy, you and I are both active in the field, you know, whether it's selling, auctioneering, um, and that's a massive point of difference from what I'm told anyway from our listeners, Troy, um, with other coaches, not, not disrespecting other coaches. They're all very, very close friends of all of ours, Troy. Um, but I think being in the field, whether we're calling auctions, listing or selling real estate, and I'm going to a listing appointment straight after this, um, is that we've got our finger on the pulse. Uh, we're able to uh, translate real-time anecdotes and what's happening in the marketplace and the sentiment of buyers and sellers and in my opinion, um, I feel that that is really what the consumer, which is agents in our case, um, uh, uh, really uh, have an insatiable appetite towards. And um, I'm really happy that we can deliver that, Troy. So, yeah, I think today was obviously just a short, sharp snippet and insight into an auction that occurred last night, which, which triggers those thoughts about your business, which is... Um, you know, are you preparing enough, number one? Um, number two is preparation is free. Number three is don't delude yourself that you've got to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on personal promotion when just as good is, is, uh, is a world-class open for inspection and a world-class on-site auction. In fact, it's probably got a higher currency than, than, than the thousands of dollars, you know, tearing up trees or being in people's newsfeed. I'm not saying that we shouldn't do that because it should be an and strategy, not an or strategy. Um, but, you know, it's crazy if, you know, you're not providing good service at open for inspections where you just hand out a brochure and go, g'day, mate, here's a brochure. Let me know if you've got any questions. And then you start yakking to your associate at the front door and then you go back to your sales manager uh, in two weeks' time say, I've got no listings. Can you spend $2,000 on DL cards so I can have a spray and pray approach? It's just insanity, right? So I'm not saying DL cards don't work. I'm not saying social media don't work because I'm still an advocate of that as well. But they're, they're verticals, two verticals of about 15 verticals that accumulate in working. And the most important and basic verticals are world-class open for inspections, world-class auctions, outstanding customer service, full transparency, no untruths and high integrity. Yeah. And the final one, Adrian, I know that you mentioned it very early on, but I think uh, the, the culture of your team is reflected by the activity around individuals. There'd be a lot of team members that turned up to that auction with zero return uh, from a financial perspective, but for the greater good of the company, they turned up to support the business and I think again that's a really good litmus test for how businesses are performing uh, and you know I am surprised sometimes when I do turn up to the odd auction and there's no support for the agent 
Um, I always go to a deeper level. Obviously, the business is absolutely flying and they've got too much business on and so they can't get yeah. anyone there. Or is that not the culture that that business is creating? And so if I'm a business leader listening to this, there's a couple of key things that I'm really looking at and I'm thinking... If you want to create a culture, you need to be in the business, first, first rule. So if you want to create the culture, you need to be present in the business and 100% present. Second thing is, if it's good enough for the top performer, it's good enough for all performers. And what I mean yep. by that is you can't have a set of rules for different people. If you're the top performer and you have everyone turning up to your support as in auctions and open for inspections, the expectation on myself as a top performer is I need to do the same. And I know that your business does that 100% of the time. Final thing, Adrian, is um, the law of reciprocity in regards to culture. Give without the expectation of receiving. The receiving will happen. You would guaranteed get it back tenfold, but you need to really lead and give uh, and be constantly giving because whether you like it or not, you're the natural born tribal elder you're the person that people look up to even if you don't want to take that active role regardless of the position you have you will always be referred to as the person that's been there for an extended period of time be that in the industry or within a particular office so adrian there's a lot of different levels we've spoken about we probably could speak for another half an hour or an hour or maybe three hours knowing you and i and the amount of times we do speak about these things but <laughs> I think it's yeah. very important for the team to write down those things, um, the, the main yeah. that we've just covered off. Give Absolutely. them Absolutely. And, and, and the, the learning as well in there is that um, if you want to achieve mastery, seek a coach. There's no one going to the Olympics without a coach. Um, now, whether it's Tom Panos who's outstanding, whether it's Josh Fegan who's absolutely outstanding, Claudio, Caroline Balderstone, they're all outstanding at what they do, myself. Troy, I mean, there's, there's always coaches out there for you, but you're not going to get there on your own. If you want to achieve mastery, whether it's a CEO or a sports person, let me tell you, they've got coaches. In some cases, multiple coaches for different aspects of their sport or career. So... Um, I highly recommend coaching and learning and development as one of your key initiatives going into 2022 as a major investment. Warren Buffett, one of the wealthiest men in, 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 in the world and certainly one of the best investors in the world, and he got asked once in an interview, what's the best investment or stock that you ever made? He said it actually wasn't a stock, it was education. Yeah. The, the, the best investment I've ever made was in myself and educating myself. Um, so, you know, I'll leave people with that, Troy. Great episode. Thanks for uh, hosting it with me. 120. We're back next week. We'll probably make an announcement next week what the last episode for 2022 is going to be and then what the first episode um, in 2022 uh, will be uh, based on the last one for this year. So look forward to that. And um, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Awesome. Thanks again, AB. No doubt speak to you throughout the day with the other activities that we do have on. To all our listeners, hey, listen, our currency, I set it up front. Thank you so much. We're so humbled by the feedback you provide us. But there is a requirement on that. You need to jump on any of your favorite platforms and give us a thumbs up star rating, uh, five no less. Uh, we're very greedy in regards to our star rating and write some comments. We love seeing them. We love seeing the feedback. AB, I think we have record numbers again this week for number of downloads. Um, yeah. That doesn't include the video profiles that are seen on your um, individual social profiles. So guys, um, obviously this is resonating with a few people. We're going to keep it as yeah. relevant as possible going forward. Continue to send through your questions. We're going to answer them. Until next yeah. week, 
This is the Adrian Bode podcast featuring Troy Malcolm. Stay safe. Thank you.